as far as you can ever know that about stories that happened 1,600 years ago. It was a story about a young man who was born in Hungary, and he grew up in Italy. He was raised in a soldier's household. His father was a member of the cavalry, and uh, not just any old cavalry. This was the imperial horse guard in the Roman army. And soldiering was in his blood, so it was only natural that the young man should actually join the cavalry just like his father as he reached the age of 18. And he was stationed at a place called Amiens in the middle of France, if anybody's ever been there. Uh, He lived the hard, earthy, quite dangerous life of a soldier in the 4th century. One particular day, as he was returning from an exercise with his unit, it was a particularly hard, cold, harsh winter's night. The young soldier was travelling on horseback through the gates of Amiens, just going back in towards the barracks where they were going to be staying that night, when he saw at the gate of, outside the gate, going back into the town, a naked beggar, desperately pleading for help on this freezing cold, harsh night, nothing to wear at all, begging for help by the side of the road. And that was a moment that was to change that young man's life. In full view of his battle-hardened colleagues, he got down off his horse and he approached the beggar. He took off the, the Roman cavalry cloak that he carried, had wrapped around himself. He drew his sword and he slashed his cloak in half down the middle. He put one half back round his shoulders and he gave the other half to the naked beggar. And he went back and he got back onto his horse and he rode back to join the cavalry unit and that night in a dream as he slept he saw the figure of Jesus Christ coming towards him wrapped in that half of the cloak that he had given to the naked beggar and he heard Jesus thanking him for clothing him and for keeping him warm He woke up from sleep the next day and resolved that he was going to be baptized as a Christian. That young man was the soldier who came to be known as St. Martin of Tours, went on to become a very famous bishop and had an extraordinary impact on the life of the church across Europe at that period of our history. And that story meant a huge amount to me when I was the rector of a church that bore Martin's name, St. Martin in the Bullring, in the middle of Birmingham. Because however legendary some of the stories about St. Martin have become over the years, and I tell you, there is a whole storybook of stories about him, some of which are slightly more fanciful than this one, um, it is nonetheless undoubtedly the case that his conversion to Christianity took place as a result of that dream that he experienced that night in Amiens, his encounter with Jesus Christ in a dream in the guise of who? A beggar, a naked beggar. And it was that encounter that changed his life. 20 years ago, uh, some people looking around might remember this. Um, The singer Joan Osborne released a song written by Eric Bazilian called What If God Was One of Us? Might be one or two of you who are me. Yes, there's a few nods from people from that generation. What if God was one of us? And the lyrics play around with this idea that God may be among us, 
completely unrecognized within our ordinary and everyday travels of life. What if God was one of us, just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way back home? Stories of kings who dress as commoners and move among the people are as old as kingship itself. There have, of course, been many notable historic and theatrical examples of kings who take off their royal robes, don the clothes of common people, and walk the streets to better understand the life of their people. But this idea of God clothing himself in the attire of ordinary mortals and walking the streets of humanity is supremely rich with possibilities. It raises the intriguing idea that God may be walking among us in the ordinary everyday faces we encounter from one day to the next. But who and where might we encounter him? Today marks the Sunday in the church's year, which is known as Christ the King. It's sort of the end of the church's liturgical year, and then we get into Advent next Sunday, and the whole cycle of the year goes on once again. But we end on this extraordinary day, really, for the church, when we remember the reality of the world, which often lies hidden to us, hidden from our natural sight, the reality that Christ is king, inhabiting every part of our ordinary lives now. And the gospel reading that we've just heard so beautifully read from Matthew 25 portrays Jesus as the king of the ages, exercising eternal judgment from the throne of heaven. And that's a reading that harks back to Ezekiel chapter 34 in its theme of separating sheep and goats, good and bad. And in Matthew 25... Christ as king is portrayed as clearly present in the ordinary lives of his day, and in particular among the weak, the vulnerable, the poor, and the powerless. But nobody recognizes him. Do you notice that in the reading? Nobody recognizes him, not the sheep or the goats, not the good or the bad. Nobody recognizes him among those people. The king appeared to others in ways they did not recognize, as someone hungry, thirsty, a loner, a loser, an outsider, a prisoner. The practical implications of this parable are huge. You and I, when we come across people like this, day by day, stop. We may be encountering Jesus Christ himself, stop. That's why issues of children in need and third world hunger and the victims of AIDS and those in prison, those who are refugees, the care of the elderly, all the issues of urban poverty which are so familiar to us on the streets of a city like this, these are absolutely essential issues for Christians to be engaged with because it is perhaps here above all other places that we are likely to encounter Christ, the King, the King of all the ages. And that makes a passage like we heard read for us today very uncomfortable reading indeed, because it challenges us to look for the presence of Christ as King among the very people we may instinctively want to avoid. 
Those of you being confirmed today are taking a big step further on your Christian faith. You are saying to everybody today in a very public way, you want to plant your feet firmly in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. The same Jesus Christ who is king of all ages. That you want to walk where he leads you as disciples. To learn from him and to follow his way in life. And this is not easy. It involves a change of heart so radical that you end up looking at life in a totally different way. And you end up looking within and behind the realities of life to discover the realities of Christ. A few years ago, my wife Jill had one of her great ideas. She had read about this restaurant in London, not so very far away from this very church, called Don Le Noir. Have you come across it? Don Don Le Noir, where all the meals are served up in total darkness by blind waiters and waitresses. They call it dining in the dark. The idea is that because you cannot see your food, you begin to taste it in a new way. Because you cannot see your dinner companions around you, you interact with them at a much deeper level than if you were just looking across the meal table at them. And because you're being served by blind waiters and waitresses, it completely changes your understanding of disability because suddenly you are the one who is disempowered. Let's have some friends round and dine in the dark, said Jill. And we did, and I have to say, it was amazing, and I would recommend it to anyone. The point about dining in the dark is this. It helps you see your ordinary life differently. And that's what being a Christian does. Because we believe in Jesus Christ, the King of the ages, who has come to bring us into the kingdom of God, which is so close, you can reach out your hand, as he told us to, and touch it. And we can't see it. We don't see it most of the time. And so we live as if this world is all there is, as if living on bread alone is all there is. And Jesus, as the king of the ages, comes to us and says, see beneath the surface, look in a different way, and live as if you might encounter Christ in the most unlikely places, even as we walk, cycle, bus, tube our way home today. St. Martin of Tours was transformed by his encounter with Christ in the form of a naked beggar at the gates of Amiens 1,600 years ago. I don't know what our transformational moments might be. I hope that every service of worship, particularly services of worship where we baptize and confirm people, might be moments of transformation and encounter. This is a day when we remember that what lies beneath and behind and within the ordinary and the everyday things of life is quite remarkable. But we've got to open our eyes And look, amen.